Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be talking about the top five confidence habits. These are things that you can start doing today to build your confidence. And the beauty of this is uh, this is not something that you have to do forever to experience a payoff. These are habits. So as you do them, your confidence will grow. In fact, a lot of these things that I'm going to share, when you do them today, your confidence will be higher that day or the next day. So it's a, there's a immediate results in that sense, which is really re- rewarding and reinforcing because we want to do more of it. And it also shatters the idea that confidence is just something that happens to us. I think so many of us are kind of, we know it intellectually, but kind of deeper down in our subconscious or just in our day-to-day habits, we, we are kind of lazy when it comes to confidence. We just want it. I think this is not just for confidence. This is true for a lot of human things. We want fitness to be easy. We want success in our career to be easy. We want our relationship to be easy. We just want to find the right person at the right time and and then have it all go really easy. And we don't want to have any conflict. We don't want to have any difficult conversations. We don't have to work through any feelings. We just want it to be smooth and easy. And it's the same thing with confidence, right? We just want to have done something. I just want to read the book and get the confidence. I just want to listen to this episode or come to an event or do whatever and get confidence. By the way, speaking of events, check out Unlimited Dating and Relationship Confidence, which is my next live event in October in Portland. Go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com, shrinkfortheshyguy.com to, uh, and click on the right side there. We'll have a link to that event. So that's just a variety of different ways that we imagine this thing is going to just do it, and then it's just ease forever. We bring the same mentality to like fitness, right? I'm going to work out, and then somehow I'm just going to get to this point where it's ease forever. (laughs) And that's not how anything works. And, And confidence especially is a daily habit. So here's, let's rewind a little bit. Higher, kind of zoom out, I should say. Confidence is not something you're born with. Confidence is a skill. Those people that look really confident that you might think were just born with it, are not. You think they're special, they're gifted, they're not. They just learned it, and they might have learned it earlier than you. That doesn't mean that you cannot learn it. You might say, well, that's not fair. They learned it earlier. Well, so what? Some, someone who grows up in a bilingual household where the parents spoke English and French or English and Spanish or whatever, now they speak Spanish and English or French and English really well, really fluently with no effort at all. And if you wanted to learn a second language, it would be effort over time. It would take a lot of work. And yeah, that's how it is. (laughs) If you don't want it, don't speak the language. If you don't want the confidence, then don't go for it. But, you know, a second language, arguably a necessity in life. It's cool. But 
confidence, man, a life without confidence is pretty painful. So there's a strong impetus to learn here. But regardless, we got to learn it. And so everyone learned confidence. And the beauty of that, instead of that being discouraging, is actually the power is in your hands. You can learn confidence. You can develop this. This is a skill. And like any skill, we build it over time through habits. You want to learn an instrument, you need to practice that instrument daily or you know, multiple times per week. You want to learn a sport, you need to practice that sport. You need to have habits in place that develop your proficiency in that sport. And the same thing with confidence. So you aren't going to just automatically wake up feeling inspired and confident and energized in your body and ready to tackle the day, yeah, no matter what, just because you put some effort in and now you, you should have that or some vague demand we have of the universe. Like, no, you got to have develop the habits. And I actually find that personally very empowering. And I hope that you do too, because it's like, well, if you do, it's a, it's more formulaic that way. It's like cracking a code. It's like, well, if I do A, B, and C, then I'll get confidence. And yes, it does work that way. Now, I'll put one caveat on that. Does that mean if you do these habits, you're going to become some sort of invulnerable superhuman who is does not feel any anxiety or fear or sadness or pain or anything, and you're just like uh, some sort of god, <laughs> god king, god queen? Uh, no, no, you're human. So, in fact, ultimate confidence doesn't even mean that you don't feel pain or sadness or anything, right? Like, I would think confidence is being really able to show up fully to this life as you, being 100% fully authentically you. And that means really open-hearted, actually. That means really bonding with people and creating deep relationships and speaking honestly and authentically. And that means sometimes having sticky, uncomfortable, messy conversations that are going to hurt. But it's what feels right because that's you being you and anything else feels wrong. Even if it's avoiding conflict, it just doesn't feel right. And it's the same thing when it's putting yourself out there in your work or pursuing work that matters to you or that you love. It's the same thing when it comes to creating a deeper romantic relationship or social relationships. You're going to feel and you're going to hurt and you're going to live and you're going to love. That's the goal. And it takes confidence to do all that. Now, these habits are going to help you do those things in a way that you are thriving more, that you're feeling more happiness, more love, more joy as well as working through the inevitable challenges that life brings. So I just want to clarify that too, because sometimes people get a distorted perfection vision of confidence. Now, let's look at the five confidence habits. These might be a little different than stuff that you've heard before. Number one, your wake-up ritual. Your wake-up ritual. No, I'm getting all warm. I'm going to take my sweatshirt off, getting all heated up. Uh, No, this isn't uh, your morning ritual. Your, your, I'm gonna, I have a second. I'm going to share the second tip right now too. Your second tip is your AM ritual, your morning ritual. No, this is your wake-up ritual. And I wanted to distinguish between the two because I, for, for many years, I just had a morning ritual, right? And we'll get into that in a minute, whether it's going to the gym for you or meditation or whatever. But you want to have something that you start the day. But what I realized is I had a, you know, I would go to the gym or go for a run a lot of mornings or even meditate. But what would I do between waking up and when I was sitting down to meditate or when I was going to between waking up and going to the gym? Like there's a block of time there it might be really short, it might be five minutes for you or it might be 30 minutes. What are you doing in that time? And what I found is like the first couple minutes, even the first couple seconds after waking up had a huge effect on my confidence for the entire day. Because what happens is 
we fall asleep and sometimes it almost feels like our mind is just like, and what did this person think? And I got to do that and achieve this and I'm not enough here and I need more of that. And then what are those people, right? And we're just lost, right? And grasping or fear or impression management or whatever is creating either high level anxiety or low level anxiety, low level dissatisfaction, whatever it is. And then we fall asleep. And then it's like there's a pause button pressed on our mind. And then you wake up the next morning, your alarm goes off or you wake up without an alarm, whatever. And then it's like, whoop, and you just unpause. And oh my gosh, what I got to do today? Oh, I hope that person doesn't think this of me today. And I got to impress those people. And oh, am I going to achieve this? What if that doesn't go the way I want it to go? And it's just unpaused from last night. <laughs> and uh, there we're off to the races. Makes me laugh because I'm thinking about my uh, my kids. They, you know, growing up in the digital era, they'll use the word pause and unpause to describe things that are not electronic. So it's not like pause the show or whatever. Like I'll be reading a book and one of my kids needs to go to the bathroom and he'll say, pause. And then he'll run off and pee and come back and say, unpause. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, that's how you interact with the world, right? In any case, we, we pause and then we unpause. And, and we want to interrupt that cycle. So, of course, you could have some bedtime, like thing you do right before sleep. That's cool, too. If you want to listen to something that calms you or is inspiring to you. But we'll start with the, the wake-up ritual. So you want to consciously design your first minute or two upon waking up. That is the hugest uh, first aspect of this confidence tip that you is going to – you'll be amazed at what this does for, for your entire day. So what do you do in that first minute? Well, that's up to you. You got to see what's going to be right for you. For me, it's varied a lot depending upon what I've, what I've needed. I'm going, to, I'm going to give you a few ideas and I'm going to share exactly what I'm doing right now at this present time, but it'll be different a month from now or two months from now. So it's okay to change it and adapt it, but you just want to pick something right now. So for example, uh, for a while when I was waking up, the first thing I would say to myself, let me see if I can remember it because it's been a little while. I've shifted. It's, um, I am strength, I am health, I am discipline. I am strength, I am health, I am discipline. I am strength, I am health, I am discipline. And I would say that right, and that was a phase when I was like building a lot of discipline into my life. So I'd get up right when the alarm went off and be like, I am strength, I am health. And then I go take an ice cold shower. It's my slightly more hardcore era. I might've been doing uh, a lot of less sleep at that time too, I don't know. But anyway, I am strength, I am health, I am discipline. And that's what I needed at the time, right? Because it helped anchor me into an identity that I was building for myself. Other times, I've focused on body awareness. So I'll spend three to four minutes upon waking up, like scanning through my body and feeling my breath. And also paying attention to any dream imagery that I remember. And then I'll focus on that, sometimes even for up to 10 minutes. And this one is important that you you want to be you need to have a certain level of mindfulness to not just go into your daily grinding on whatever you're thinking about, right? So you can do it, but you it's like a practice, it's like a form of meditation. So you want to do it intentionally and not be like oh, I'm going to lay here and focus on my body, and then you're just thinking about the day. So uh, even if it's just for 30 seconds, and then you get up because you can't sustain it longer than that, that's fine. Just focus in on body, breath. Um, gratitude is one, but that's part of my morning ritual or wake-up ritual now. So I'll share my wake-up ritual now is actually three things that I do. So the first thing that I do, I've been listening to this book, which I love, love, love. It's called It's Not Your Money by Tasha Silver. 
and it's a book about becoming feeling abundant with money but i love it because it's very different than sort of a lot more i don't know a lot of the money stuff which is like law of attraction kind of like you can have anything you want yeah visualize your car smell the leather you feel the car pretend like you're driving go test drive the car you're gonna have the car and your life's gonna be great and um i love it because her perspectives that stuff never totally worked for me because i'm like i don't think the car is what we really want (laughs) I don't think that's like all these things is what we want. We want to get these things. But deep down, what we want is to feel good and we want to feel confident. And that's what she's going for, which I love, which is like what we really want is to feel like deep trust. And for her, there's a spiritual bent to that, right? It's like, as you'll see from the uh, Prayer of Abundance, which she has in her book that I read every morning right now, uh, it's that it's about fully trusting in life in the universe in god and the divine whatever you want to call it that you will that more will come and so because otherwise you can have a boatload of money and feel really anxious right so that's a topic for a different show and my growth with all that confidence but um, this is the prayer of abundance i will share it with you because i find it really beautiful and soothing to read and uh, but this is from i'll give credit to her it's tasha silver's prayer so check out her book um it's not your money. Here we go. It's a prayer of abundance. Divine beloved, allow me to give with complete ease and abundance, knowing that you are the unlimited source of all. Let me be an easy, open conduit for your prosperity. Let me trust that my own needs are always met in amazing ways, and that it's safe to give freely as my heart guides. And equally, let me feel wildly open to receiving. May I know my own value, beauty, and worthiness without question. I love, love, love that line, especially in, 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 as it goes with Omos and being on our own sides. May I know my own value, beauty, and worthiness without question. Let me allow others the supreme pleasure of giving to me. May I feel worthy to receive in every possible way. Change me into one who can fully love, forgive, and accept myself so I may carry your light without restriction. Let everything that needs to go, go. Let everything that needs to come, come. I am utterly your own. You are me. I am you. We are one. All is well. So that is the prayer of abundance. So I read that upon waking up. I mean, this is literally. So I wake up, I take a breath, and I feel my body. See if there's any dream stuff there. So I'll give it maybe just a few, maybe a little. Maybe I'll go, if there's something, a dream thing there, I'll take a moment to just sit with it for a minute. And then I'll read uh, this prayer of abundance. I actually plan on recording it as well and then just listening to it. And uh, committing it to memory is the goal. But then the next thing I read is uh, something. So my wake-up ritual is something that was like what it feels like, like what I really want to prime myself for that day and so another thing that i'm uh, developing is detachment it's one it's like a yoga principle but it's not being attached to outcomes so you take action but you're not uh, grasping and fearing uh, around outcomes which is something that uh, i want to develop more of so i read this three segment thing that i got from deepak chopra about detachment So I'll read that for you as well, because I find this stuff to be very valuable. And of course, you would put in whatever is relevant for you in your wake-up ritual. Detachment. 
One, today I will commit myself to detachment. I will allow myself and those around me the freedom to be as they are. I will not rigidly impose my idea of how things should be. I will not force solutions on problems, thereby creating new problems. I will participate in everything with detached involvement. I love that language. I will participate in everything with detached involvement. Do you see how there's like these kind of paradoxes there? Like that you can be very involved and very committed and you know, really giving your all and be detached from the outcome. I love that. Number two, today I will factor in uncertainty as an essential ingredient of my experience. In my willingness to accept uncertainty, solutions will spontaneously emerge out of the problem, out of the confusion, disorder, and chaos. The more uncertain things seem to be, the more secure I will feel, because uncertainty is my path to freedom. Through the wisdom of uncertainty, I will find my security. That one's huge for me, probably big for you. Any growth that you're doing requires you to step into uncertainty, whether it's social uncertainty, putting your heart out there in relationships, speaking up more in work, doing stuff in business. For me, I was finding a lot of anxiety around business risks, making decisions, especially as the, the business that I'm running grows and figuring out systems and people and marketing and just making decisions that feel it's not just me doing a rinky-dink thing. It's like, okay, now there's more involved. Oh my God, more uncertainty, I'm scared. So uh, really stepping into that uncertainty. I love that second aspect of detachment. And number three, I will step into the field of all possibilities and anticipate the excitement that can occur when I remain open to an infinity of choices. When I step into the field of all possibilities, I will experience all the fun, adventure, magic, and mystery of life. Aw, yeah. And then uh, gratitude. And then I take just a few minutes to think about, or even just a minute, and like really focus in on, like, what am I thankful for? What can I be thankful for? And just think about people I love, my wife, my kids, people on my team, my friends, my family, clients, my life, what I'm great, my health, that big tree outside our house, the food that we have, anything that comes to mind. I don't really feel it. And so that might sound like forever because I'm reading it all out to you, but probably all told with like focusing on my dreams and then the, the prayer of abundance and then reading the detachment and the gratitude is we're probably looking at like seven minutes or something. I've never timed it. I'm not like kind of trying to restrict it, but something like that. And this could be literally in bed. I like to do it lying down, but you can get up out of bed and just do it right away. So whatever it is, uh, think of that and decide on that and come up with that for yourself. That's going to be probably your action step, but we'll get to that in a minute. Now, number two is your AM ritual. So you want to have something each day that, that beyond this, that's going to like set you up. So I like the gym. Physical activity is great. Just a little bit of stretching. Again, this doesn't need to be an hour. It could be five minutes. Like your, your first thing that you do, your wake up ritual could be literally 30 seconds or a minute. And then your morning ritual could be five minutes. So we're looking at a total of what? Five minutes and 30 seconds? You know, so five minutes of stretching, five minutes of breathing, five minutes of yoga, 10 minutes of uh, brisk walking, do a little jog, do some uh, Wim Hof breathing. If you don't know what that guy or just look him up, W-I-M space H-O-F, type in Wim Hof breathing or type in the Iceman breathing. You know, take a cold shower. Uh, I love the, the gym or running. Those are things I love to do in the morning. So 
something though, and notice I'm describing a lot of physical things. Uh, you could combine affirmations and other things in there, but I think that that first wake up ritual is where I do the more of the mindset stuff. And then the second thing is the AM ritual is like getting my body primed because we want to, you know, I used to, <laughs> I went through a phase of like not taking any rest days, which I would not recommend. But, you know, you can have some rest days where you're just pretty, do something not that intensive. But you want to be like priming your body. So whether it's a cold shower or some deep breathing or some stretching, like that's not hard activity, but it's still getting you in your body and getting blood flowing. And the the connection between your body and your energy, your body and your confidence is 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 one to one. Like you are your body. Your body is you. It's all and actually you're you're beyond your body. You're bigger than your body, but this is the vehicle. You're you're definitely not just your left brain thinking achieving mind. You're definitely a part of this body and then that body is plugged in to something even bigger, like the earth around you and space and everything. So take care of it. Prime it. Energize it. And uh, you know, one of my favorite ones is the Wim Hof breathing where you do these, these full deep breaths and then hold your breath. And um, uh, my older son, Zaim, now will do it with me where he'll take in the breaths. You're like, <sighs> as Wim would say, fully in, <sighs> let go. <sighs> so you kind of hyperventilate and you get a little dizzy and then you hold your breath for as long as you can. And uh, it's fun. It's actually um, alters your state pretty significantly in, in a fun way. So that's number two is the AM ritual. Number three daily confrontation. Oh yes. Get your daily confrontation on. So every day, it's like, reminds me of fight club. <laughs> you will get into a fight and you will lose. No, but today, uh, actually confrontation, I'm using that word intentionally because it means multiple things. One of the first definitions of confrontation is to meet someone or something face to face with hostile or argumentative intent. That's not the definition I'm going for. The next definition is what I'm going for. Face up to and deal with a circumstance, situation, problem, or something that's difficult. Face up to and deal with something. That's daily confrontation. So what I like to think about it is you want to be on offense versus defense. So, you know, in any given day, there's things you need to do, right? As a parent, as a spouse, as an employee, or as a boss, or for your life, for your health, for chores, whether it's something in work or your personal life, there's stuff to do. And it doesn't mean you have to do nonstop every day, attack, 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 but you want to have at least one thing where you're like, I'm going to go into this. And I like to go into the thing that I might be kind of more like wanting to cower away from, like, oh, I don't want to, you know, even something like this, like record podcasts, like, oh, I'd just rather sit there and do nothing, you know? And maybe part of the daily confrontation is going back to your AM ritual, maybe going to the gym is sort of like your party wants to, I don't want to, and you confront it. But, you know, find that conversation, find that task, find that thing and attack it intentionally. What's the thing you least want to do? Well, do it and get it done right away. Or what's the thing that's most important to you that you know, maybe you don't have a ton of resistance around it, but you kind of tend to stall it. What if you just attacked it right away and just got it done? And how do you feel after working on that thing for 20 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour? Typically, when we're, when, once we've attacked it, we feel better. We feel charged up. And there's this illusion of like, I don't feel like it. I'll just wait until I feel like it. Like that is valuable to listen to for a little while. 
Like, so for example, I wanted to record a number of podcasts this week. And so, but yesterday I didn't sleep that much the night before. I was up pretty early and I just felt kind of spongy and spacey and, and I had a block in my schedule. I was going to record three episodes and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't got it. I even tried. I tried for like 15 minutes and I was like, oh, this is, this is not going well. And uh, so I stopped. But I was totally okay with that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get better sleep tomorrow. I'll, I'll be back at it. And sure enough, today I got a good night's sleep and I'm just like excited and want to record. So that's fine. If there's a little bit, you know, ebb and flow in life, of course. But I'm talking about as a daily practice. If you just tend to avoid stuff that you don't like, that's uncomfortable, pick one thing and confront it each day. Now, notice how I'm not saying pick 85 things and confront them all because that's overwhelming, it's taxing to your nervous system, and it's not sustainable. One thing each day absolutely is. So that's your third um, tip for or top confidence habit. That's what I'm calling them, yes. Anyway, that's number three. Number four is active omos. Active almost. So if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about almost. It stands for on my own side. On my own side, which means you you don't turn on yourself. You don't criticize yourself. You don't hate yourself. You decide consciously to be on your own side and to treat yourself with compassion, with patience, with the love that you would someone that you really care and love about, like a friend, a family member, a, a child, or a parent. And the reason I call this active almost is because almost is a daily active process. It's not like you decide, I want to be on my own side. And then you go about your day and don't even think about it ever again. Like you got to be thinking about that. You're going to be intentionally doing it throughout the day. It's because what's going to happen is there will be kind of a background pattern, the way that, of way that you relate to yourself that might be negative. You might try to motivate yourself through self-criticism or catastrophe and fear. You might say, if you don't get this done, you're going to get fired and die. And that's how you motivate yourself. Now, that's not being on your own side. If you want to know a quick tip, a quick uh, little litmus test to run this through is whenever you're talking to yourself, just listen to that self-talk and say, is this how I'd want to talk to a lover or a child? And if you hear, if that like makes you shiver in horror because it sounds so bad to imagine saying that to a little kid or someone that you love, then that's a sign that it's not passing the almost test. So you want to change those patterns. And that's a daily awareness practice. And of course, my book, which is coming out later in 2019 here called Almost on my own side, uh, will give you uh, a million and one ideas about how to employ this into your life. Until then, just keep practicing and listening to this podcast for more ideas. Also, another aspect of active almost is um, what I like to call hype man or hype woman is like throughout the day in your head, you want to be just like, yeah, nicely done. Oh, great. You know, acknowledging your wins, acknowledging successes, like really see if you can make a practice of doing that real time throughout the day. These fundamental little shifts, these little habits make all the difference in your confidence. And this one is a no brainer, right? If you're on your own side, if you're not attacking yourself, if you're constantly encouraging yourself throughout the day, how are you going to handle setbacks? How are you going to handle when someone's upset with you? You're going to be uh, worse off or much better off to deal with those things, those inevitable challenges obviously better off. So that's number four, active almost. And then number five is a habit, a daily habit of emotional clearing. So people just, I didn't get this for many years. And people, most people I talk to don't even know about this. But uh, let's say a day goes by and you don't shower. Now, 
that may or may not, maybe you're a clean freak and that would never, ever happen to you. I would say that's, I, I don't mind that. And especially now that I have kids, <laughs> it's just like, whatever in the morning is like, maybe, you know, geez, get a shower, sneak it in when I can. Right. But uh, you know, generally, especially if I've run or been active or something, I like to shower, maybe a day will go by and where after running, I almost always do. But let's say I go to the gym. And I don't really sweat that much and just lift some weights or whatever. I might not shower that day and that's okay. But what if you don't shower the next day? Now, what about three days? You know, like somewhere in there, maybe for you, even after one day, it's like, all right, yeah, that's, you start, it's not, forget about the smell. You just like start to itch, like your head itches, your skin feels weird. Like my body just feels like dirty, right? So uh, we shower and we have, most people have a cleanliness ritual once a day, sometimes more, sometimes a little less, but whatever. But what we don't have is a daily emotional clearing ritual. Now, you accumulate dirt and sweat and whatever throughout the day. Don't you accumulate a lot of shit throughout the day emotionally? Like stresses, things that frustrated you, times where you like wanted to bark at somebody or snap or yell, but you held it back because that wouldn't be appropriate or allowed or make sense. You know, if you have little kids, you're doing this a lot. At work though, even you might get frustrated, but you just, you know, you act calm and whatever because you want to be sane and not get fired. So there's... Uh, some suppression of emotion or maybe someone says something that bothers you or maybe you're just like you're driving home and you're like oh my god I gotta get those reports done and this and you're like all panicky driving home and then you get home and then you turn on the tv or whatever and you kind of forget about it that like burst of adrenaline all that stuff isn't all gone you know or that fear about all those reports whatever is not gone you're just distracted from it now so now we're carrying this fear from our workplace or whatever, and then this frustrations from earlier, and then maybe we're also feeling a little sad because we're lonely when we get home and wish we had a date that night or whatever. And we got all this stuff, and we're like, ugh, whatever, I'm just going to watch a show and go to bed. And now you're going to bed dirty, like emotionally gunked up, and then you're going to wake up the next morning, and you may feel more tired, a little more irritable, a little more down, a little more negative. And you might think it about, it's about your day to come, but it's actually about this residue of emotion that you haven't cleared. So you need to have a daily clearing ritual for maximum confidence. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, inside of Confidence University, I share a lot more about these different methods. But uh, let's see here. One would be journaling. So taking a few minutes to journal at the end of the day, just write about your experience. What, what did you like? What was challenging for you? This isn't like a recounting of like... at 11 a.m. I had lunch with Jim and it was fantastic, right? No, just like, how do you feel about the day? How do you feel about that lunch with Jim? What do you think? It's private, right? You know, what do you like? What do you dislike? What are you angry about? What are you hurting about? What are you longing for? What do you love? Just make it directly from your heart. Um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping. You can look it up on YouTube. Great way to work through and process emotions. There's a phenomenal book. What's his name? Dr. Bradley. It's called The Emotion Code came out pretty recently, uh, but his work is really good. And he has a process for clearing trapped emotions, which you can actually do at the end of every day because you might have accumulated some emotion from that day. It's not like trapped in you from 20 years ago, but it might be just from that day. So it prevents kind of buildup. Um, Qigong and other energy work practices can be extremely helpful. Yoga, meditation, whatever interests you, just learn it, start to practice it. 
And this is one of those ones where I talked about some of these, you'll notice an immediate effect, like your wake-up ritual, your AM ritual, daily confrontation, active almost. All of those you'll notice an immediate effect. This one, you might notice immediate effect. It might take like a little couple of days to a week to start to notice it more because uh, you might do this clearing ritual and not be like, I feel amazing. Like you might feel a little more raw or open or whatever. And then like, especially if you have a lot of gunk that you haven't cleaned for a while, it might take a little while to start to feel better. So just commit to it, stay into it for a couple of weeks. And then I think you'll start to feel way lighter and clearer and happier when you wake up so that you're not trying to like swim just to get your head above water. You're starting it more neutral. And then when you do your wake up ritual, you actually start to feel really happy and good and excited about your day and your life. So there's a lot there. What are we going to do to turn this into action? Time for action. 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 Your action step for today is to pick one of these habits and start applying it. Maybe you want to do all five. Maybe not. I don't know. You can see. I I, I usually recommend the implementation uh, step-by-step instead of all at once because usually then we take on too much and don't sustain it. So I would recommend, you know, obviously you're going to do what you're going to do, but I would recommend for for long-term sustainability, pick one, build it, do it, and then after like a couple of weeks, stack in the next one. Now, maybe you're already doing some of these things, so it's not, in which case you can just add in something else and you're already doing, you know, say your morning workout or whatever. But uh, if, there, if there's one that I would recommend, it would be the wake up ritual or the evening clearing ritual. One of those two would be just the, the most important thing to start with because then you can build from there. So decide what it's going to be, come up with whatever ritual you're going to do, whether it's a little prayer you want to read or some inspiration stuff you want to remind yourself of or something you want to say to yourself, and then just start to do that every day. And then stack in more, build your confidence with these habits, and crush it. Awesome. Thanks for being with me today. And until we speak again, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.